Is it going? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> Something that just happened, the podcast that makes your commute suck. Just a little bit less. Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Space Studios, recording in high-quality audio for posterity on August 3rd, is it? We're in the 3rd? Yep. Yep. To be aired on August 9th, with closed captions where available, we submit for approval your weekly source of audio debauchery. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. And uh, with us today, two very special guests, return guests, and one of the fan favorites because he's a fan himself. And also our new sensor. And our new sensor. <laughs> Ryan Madigan. This is Ryan Madigan. How you guys doing? And uh, first time comer to the show. I always appreciate the first time comer, second time comers, mm-hmm. any kind of comers. Johnny the Flash Fredo. Hey, yo. Did I say your last name right? I never know. It's Prito. It's all good. Prito, Prito, Guido. <laughs> Sorry. And it Deacon. And he's just standing. Is that a Razor Ramon opening reference? Thank you. Somebody caught on to the wrestling reference. Let me take a little survey. How many of you are here to see uh, Black and White Express? I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> Moving <is>. on. <laughs> it's too sweet. No. See, I don't get that stuff either. I wasn't a WCW guy. Never, what? Watched, never watched one episode of WCW. Never life. an NWO fan? Nope. I was, oh, WWE, that was in my WWF through and through. <laughs> Wolfpack. All right, moving on. <laughs> Adam's lost. I don't like when I don't know what the, the whole joke's on my podcast. Also, in the FTC, the screaming goat. <laughs> All right, so uh, shout-outs. So obviously you want to shout-out the wife. Anything that you do, you're awesome. Shout-out to Sebastian. Stood up on his own. Another big feat for the little boy. So very happy for that. Shout-out to Deadpool. Really enjoyed that uh, teaser trailer. But yeah, that's it for me. Anybody Those of you that are to? listening, the lights here keep flashing on and off. And uh, one of us is going to get possessed soon. Not it. Not it. I'll take it. All right, so... Shout out. I mm-hmm. am going to give a shout out to Eric Pacini. Actually, this is my first podcast and gave me a lot of uh, a lot of good reviews about the podcast he was on earlier. So I want to give him a shout out and let him know that I am doing this podcast with my shoes on. I don't know what that means. You don't need to. Is that a Die Hard reference? <laughs> is it a Die Hard, a die hard no. reference? What, do you always go to his, shirt, his house and take your shoes off? Or what? No. You said we don't want to know. You, you probably don't want to know. You're like gangrene or something? Bassini, look what you did, man. Getting the third degree over here. Did you have a bad experience? Well, really, it's the first degree. Because yeah. we haven't even asked you that many questions. We'll get to the third degree a little bit later on in the show. All right, we're at like the second degree right now. We'll get to three later. <laughs> Any more shout-outs? No. Shout-out to Guns N' Roses? I mean, I would shout-out to Guns N' Roses, but I'm sure if Axel heard this, he'd probably hunt me down and sue me. So, no Guns N' Roses shout-outs. So that it'll jump off a stage somewhere. And Maybe try right, and try to... Revolver. Take that! Take that! Fine! Fuck it! I'll take it! Yeah. Oh, we could fucking swear. <laughs> we will fucking swear. All right. Fuck, fuck. Do you yeah, really think I have to swear? God damn it, George. Yes, swear. Whatever you say that I don't want to hear, you'll Back just hear Ryan's voice going, wah, 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 Noise, 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 smoking weed, Sorry. Doing coke, drinking beers, drinking beers, beers, beers. All right. Uh, like vaping, but okay. Uh, I'm going to do a shout out to, I got a bunch of weddings coming up and I figured I'll just throw them in here. Uh, Did you find out about the pierogi what weekend? That, look that up in a minute. Uh, Ash and Min, Lauren and Jeff, DJ and Kristen. Tanner? Or? No. He he might as well be. DJ is more of a combination of Big Bird and Butters, the way that I always describe it. Oh, yeah. We talked about him before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's guys. Stewie. Wow. Yeah. And uh, joke's on you, because he's actually the fifth guest on this podcast. Stewie Griffin, hi. Jesus Christ, we got two of them here. 
Yes, I'm gonna get this. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's gonna rain. That's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all the baby guy. It's right sideways. Well, thanks, Ollie. Right? And here's Ollie with the news with the weather. It's gonna rain. And it just cuts yeah. back to the Everybody looks like ants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, son of a bitch. That's it for shout-outs, yeah. I gotta send out a shout-out to Ryan over here for bringing the, uh... Oh, yeah. Arachera, putting the uh, Mexicans to shame. Yes. <laughs> that was some of the best meat I've ever put in my mouth. Yeah. And the Arachera's pretty good, too. I mean, how many times have you said that in your life? Proceed. Uh, birthday shout-outs to our friend Rodrigo. Uh, my friend's wife, Lana's birthday's coming up. Uh, my friend from Benny's days, Angela. Uh, my friend from grade school, Colleen O'Connell. Our sister, Jessica, her birthday's going to come up. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot. I'm hoping my birthday comes up. I mean, it's a while away, but I'm hoping it gets here. <laughs> Let's hope. When's your birthday? You're never going to make it. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend, Chris Mall, and uh, my friend, Joe Daly. All right. Any more shout-outs? I actually have two more shout-outs. One to my friend Anthony Carroza, you and your Cleveland Indians. Been a rough year, but as a Cub fan would say, there's always next year, or maybe 10 years from then. And the last one is Frank Menno, who I have talked to you about. He's got a lot going on. Just did his own project called Shadows, which I recommend you guys check out. Ironically, yes. No, none involved at all no minorities of any shouldn't it be called white shadows then that's just rich. white shadow what, what was that from white shadow where's your ace ventura ace when nature calls <laughs> i like that he did full title frank uh frank menno uh white he's got a big project yusu kwensu ocha yusu kwensu ocha white devil white devil oh no he said what is white shadow from no white shadows have a white horse. shadow is no jack black says it in the movie i think might be cable guy i want to say it's got a jim carrey okay. movie white shadow That'll be corrections for next week. Yeah. Damn it. Because Ace Ventura is definitely White Devil. What? White Devil, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we got David. Guano Ripper. Bowls. Collect the whole set. <laughs> is that up for your shout-outs? Yeah, I'm done with shout-outs. Menno, Carosa, Bassini. Uh, shout-out to Preto over here, John. He uh, he wrote a script for a pilot of a TV show. And let me read it. It's actually very, very funny. More to come from that. We'll talk a little bit more about that in promotional segments. So, I'm Pilot. I can fly. Uh-huh. Marie's not here to appreciate that. All right, podcast and your steam music. Go. Everybody's talking about my podcast. I got my podcast. I got my podcast on. Apologies to Podcast News. We're in the process of renewing our SoundCloud subscription. So we don't know who's listening, but thanks for listening. If you are listening, hopefully you're hearing this. Listening. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to mention our re- recurring cities because uh, they're big with the numbers. Aurora, Chicago, Wichita, of course, San Jose, D.C., and Boston, which Adam will be at in next week. month. Next month, Boston. Next month, Boston. So are we going to pre-record or are we just going to do it without you? We're going to pre-record. You might have to do without me. Take my place for an episode. Ooh, ooh. And you got to find fucking other house because I don't want people here recording and I'm not fucking here. He's in fucking Boston. That might be a good excuse to do this. Get in the fucking car. Use the robot Adam. The boy is wicked smart. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the coming up segment. Or- um, what's going to happen? The um, I just saw portion where we're going to talk about things that we've seen in the past... You know, whatever. Corrections, where we talk about the ways that we fucked up on the last episode or episodes. Fuck you department, where we're going to air our grievances like we always do. Pissing on grades today is going to be on who? The there rowdy were, one. There were, oh. there were a couple options, weren't there? Yeah, the row, rowdy, rodney. What? Rodney. What is Whoa. his name? Rodney. Rowdy, Roddy Piper. That guy. Comic Cliff Notes today is going to be Hawkman. 
What are we doing? Gonna do Hawkman? Uh, throughout Hawkman, Double Down, or uh, or the one who Rachel McAdams wanted to be. Mm. Black Orchid. I don't know if I have anything on Black Orchid. I forgot to check for Double Down. Ready whenever you are. So it's either gonna be nice. Well, he'll. Well, you can probably put it. So it's either gonna be Hawkman, Black Orchid, or whoever the fuck Rachel McAdams was or wants to be. Black Orchid. Black Orchid. She'd be whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Pregnant. Mm-hmm. Top topics today. We didn't discuss it. Top topics are topics that we can have. For top topics? Yeah, we'll talk about the top topics when we get to top topics. The what you say? Segment is going to be me doing the movie quotes, and you guys are going to guess what they are, and the promotional segment. Oh, and open forum, to which I have to uh, recite five things about Nelson Flores today, but we're going to talk a little bit about that in the fuck you department. So, um, I just saw. Yesterday, I had a little bit of free time, turned on the boob tube, and was 15 minutes late into watching Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Thank you. My favorite action movie of all time. So you missed the Bobby Budnick scene? Yeah. It's all right. I mean, I have it on Blu-ray, but I was happy that it was on Encore, so they at least still had the cursing and shit like that. Did you realize that was the same kid from uh, uh, Different Strokes? Really? The red-headed kid? Yeah, Bobby Budnick. Oh, the the friend, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he got adopted. The kid that's in the arcade? Yeah. Yeah. From Salute Your Shorts? Yes. Well, I knew Bobby Budnick. Camp on Awana, we hold you in our hearts. So that was on. Great fucking movie, of course. I love it. Dearly. Then right after that was End of Days, another Schwarzenegger movie about the apocalypse in 1999. Love yourself some Schwarzenegger. I do. I think it's an underrated movie. You don't hear very many Schwarzenegger fans talking about it. Kind of goes to the wayside like a racer. Though. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack, though. The chick in the movie, the, the, the girl from The Craft, she sucks. The whole movie, she's just screaming. So that kind of sucks. And lastly, I saw the Deadpool teaser trailer. For the trailer that's going to be coming out tomorrow. It's narrated by Daredevil himself. It's very, very funny. Makes reference to Wolverine Origins. I won't spoil it for you, but... Wait, did you say it's narrated by Daredevil? Yeah. Which one? I'm sorry, Deadpool. Mm. Excuse me. <laughs> Deadpool is narrated by Deadpool. Check it out. It's very, very funny. I'm sh- well, by the time this comes out, the actual trailer will be out. So, but watch both of them. They're both very, very good. We're going to watch them as soon as the podcast is over with. So anyway, that's it for my um, I just saw. I can't wait for that full trail tomorrow. Go. I just recently saw Eyes Wide Shut Ooh. within the past year, and for some reason it was very intriguing. And there was a lot going on in the movie that I kind of wanted explanation to. So. Are you a Stanley Kubrick fan? Not really. But when I saw the movie, it was just so weird with all the shit that was going on. And it's like, what, this kind of stuff doesn't really happen. So, of course, I did as any normal person would do when you need answers, you turn to YouTube. And, uh... I watched about four hours worth of videos of them explaining all this bullshit with Luminati and all the hidden signs within the movie that you never would have been able to point out yourself, but once they have someone narrating it and showing it to you, it's like, okay, well, this is in the background here, this is in the background here, this means this, this means this. You're like, this is really fucked up. The director was killed. From the day he was killed up until the day the movie's, movie was actually released, it was 666 days difference. So that stuff uh, that stuff was really fucking trippy. And that's one of those things where, like, you know, there's certain movies or certain things you see, and, like, after you're done with it, you're like, okay, whatever. You th- never think about it again. With that one, a lot of that stuff stuck in my head for a while. So hearing all the, as you were talking about, the... Uh, Conspiracy, conspiracy theorists and all that bullshit. Whether whether it's right or wrong or what's valid or not, it, it was quite interesting. And did you like the movie? I did. I thought 
it was far-fetched and ridiculous, but I thought it was a good movie. I mean, you see Nicole Kidman naked in the first 10 seconds, so... To my recollection, it wasn't even worth it. The movie? No, Nicole Kidman being naked. Like, I remember watching it just being like... Was that right. actually her? That is why yeah. I watch most movies, though. Yeah. Well, see Nicole Kidman naked. She's, she's, Nicole Kidman she's naked. the first thing you see, though, so... Yeah, but you could watch uh, 21 Grams, and Naomi Watts is naked, and the open, like... Like, it comes to light, and she's just laying in bed, just her titties out. Like, well, from well, from nice. a perspective from, of a writer or a director, at least, if they can't hold on to it, at least they've grabbed your attention for the very beginning of the movie. Sure. Well, that's a, a psychology type thing where they say, you know, there's the, the foot in the door or the door on the face. It's, you know, it's either where you try to ease your way into a story or just go, you know, balls to the wall, you know, as fast as you can try to get your point across. And I, get people in. I think that's the best way to do it because with stuff that I've written and stuff that com- in comparison to stuff that I've watched, it's like you got these movies that people talk about how epic they are and how great they are. But in a movie that's two hours long, it seems like the first hour and 15 minutes is so slow going. exposition. And I understand you got to build characters and you have to show people certain things that either you hope they will think will come into play later or things that actually will come into play later. But for me, you're going to get my attention if as soon as it starts, like, bam, there's action right there. So you're there. the kind of guy that you want to see before the, before the uh, opening title. Absolutely. G- give me something to see and to think about before you give me an explanation because now I'm going to do two things. I'm going to pay attention to see if I'm right because I've already made my assumptions as to what's going to happen next. And if you're right, I think subconsciously that draws you more so towards the movie because you made a prediction, you were right about it. And if you're wrong, you get pissed off and you want to figure out why they did it. So either way, you're like you're focused on this. I don't like the movies that build real slow. That's how I felt about Soft. That's pretty much every Tom Cruise movie, though. It's like, you have to make it... To me, like, the past... I don't know how many Tom Cruise movies I've seen. You kind of have to make his decision. It's like, is this guy an asshole? Is he, like, cool? Like, I don't get it. Well, of course he's an asshole. He's a Scientologist. But <laughs> taking that out of the We're equation... We're talking about religion. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a religion. Um... <laughs> The uh, in four Scientologists are like, that's it, I'm out. In the movies, the movies that do it the opposite way, I don't like either. Everybody loved The Dark Knight. That's this guy. And The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, which, Dark Knight. Right? Which one was the Joker? Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, right? Yes, because Batman Begins is the first one. Everyone loved The Dark Knight. I thought Death Ledger was great. Heath Ledger, I'm sorry. I thought he was great as the Joker. My biggest problem, my it's biggest. It's too long. Not that it's too long. My biggest problem with that movie was you had a steady pace throughout the whole movie. And as long as the movie was, they waited for the last 30 fucking minutes of that movie to throw so much shit at you. You get Two-Face coming out of the woodwork, a guy that hasn't done anything all movie, and now he's killing people left and right. You got the Joker. He's in, he's out, he's up, he's down. Then he just disappears, I understand, because he died in real life. There was nothing you can do there. But they had a steady pace throughout the whole movie, and it seemed like they finally got to a point where they're like, okay, we only got a half hour left but we still got to give you abc one two three so boom we're gonna throw it all at you at one time and i hated that i absolutely hated that I, so it works in both ways if i you. think it's i still think that it's not a bad movie to me it's over it's an overrated movie and it's overrated it's, it's overrated because ledger died if ledger wouldn't have died that movie it's still a good movie don't get me wrong but if he doesn't die the movie isn't as monumental as they made it seem I don't, to yeah be. i don't think the impact would have had what it was Absolutely not. But to me, I've said it before, so I'm not going to rehash completely, but the scene where he catches Joker and he's in the interrogation room and you just see him clapping, that should have been it for that movie. You could have had part three be Joker getting out, 
Joker meeting up with Two Face and have the rest of the, have a whole other movie with that second half, and you could have lengthened lengthened it out. Right, but then again, you get involved in the bullshit with how many movies did he sign on for, and he can only write one more movie. And at that point, you wouldn't have had Ledger for the third movie. I don't remember if this. But I'm saying, I'm saying, keep everything that you had. There's got to be some deleted scenes somewhere in there that you can just throw in there, and it'd have been a whole other movie. I think, and I don't know if the part you're talking about happened before or after this, but I thought the perfect ending for that movie would have been when Harvey Dent and his girlfriend, who is obviously Batman's love, are laying on the floor. You hear the explosion. I thought that should have been the end of the movie right there. Because now you have no idea who died, who didn't die, what Batman's doing. He's caught in the middle. And now you may be pissed off because you didn't get an answer. But if you're any kind of Batman fan at all, you're absolutely going to go watch the next movie. If not just for the fact that you want to know what the fuck happened there. You may not like the outcome, but it's going to happen. So I thought that would have been the best way to end the movie. I don't, But like I said, I don't remember if that happened before or after the scene you're talking about. When I think, he's it's, got I think it's all like the same scene anyway. But yeah. All right. I recently watched last night. I'll go from you know backwards order. I watched the Lego Movie finally. Never I've saw been, it. It's actually pretty good. Did you find it awesome? Yeah, never saw fucking it. Fucking awesome. I found it very pieced together, like Legos would be. But <laughs> it's, no, it's no. gonna be a long night if you're gonna take <laughs> shot every time Ronnie has a quit. I mean, I. I here for a reason. I started watching Silicon Valley, which is a pretty good TV show. Uh, I'm only on episode two, so I really don't know yet. But Did um, you finish Vikings? No. It just kind of got put in the back burner because I don't have a way to watch it right now because my projector's dead. Oof. We'll get to that in the fuck use. Uh, <laughs> I watched Under the Red Hood again. Nice. You know, a Batman movie, you know, animated. I was going to say it sounds like it's about a Corvette, but that Close. movie is why I named my son Jason. Really? That was pretty cool. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And the more you know. Where's Caesar? Damn it. <laughs> After the last time we hung out, uh, I wanted to give Channing Tatum another chance. So I watched 21 Jump Street, which is a decent movie. That was pretty funny. I really do not like Jonah Hill, but... Really? Yeah, not at all. At all. I thought he was hilarious in Get Him to the Greek. I thought that movie was god-awful after coming off of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, of course. It, w- it wasn't going to be as good, but... And the fact that they called it the sequel to it drove me nuts, because the characters you kept in were characters from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but for some reason they were different, and the relationships were different. That... that- is the only medium I find Russell Brand tolerable in. I think Russell Brand is hilarious. I, oh no, take my eyes, but not the shirt. shirt. I think think he's absolutely But if it weren't for that movie, I would be a fuck. Yeah, like, is, is actual comedy? Not a fan. Right, Al, because Al, Al Snow anything, yeah, I'm a big fan of, but just regular Russell Brand is just not funny. Like he tried doing an MTV. Al, I thought you were talking about the wrestler Al Snow. It's like the yeah. head. You yeah, know? he was uh, Elder Snow. Yeah. Oh, Elder Snow. Yeah, it's, I he's, love he, Elder Snow. He's no too. Drinks from anything. <laughs> he's too over the top. That's his biggest problem. Bullshit, like, bullshit, 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 bullshit. No, no drinks for me, thanks. <laughs> was that was that real? Or did, you, did you fake that? Fuck the house. Is that genuine? Or did you fake that? Either way. If I wanted to see some bad acting, I would just watch a TV show. <laughs> I um with the Jonah Hill thing though, I think Super Bad was the best and worst thing that happened to Jonah Hill. I think Michael it too early. I think Michael Sarah got it worse than Jonah Hill did because I think he's totally typecast because of it. But But he is the same character. I don't know if I like accepted as Jonah Hill's character in it, or just I just like that movie. And maybe because I like Teen Blake Lively with the really short shorts. The only thing I remember about Jonah Hill in Accepted was the grillish scream. That, that's the only thing I remember about that. Ask me about my wiener! Oh, yeah, right. 
yeah. Well, what about a forty-year-old virgin? Is like, like I just want to go home and buy these. Where see, but then again, those are movies where he's not like the focal point of the movie. I thought he was great in Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. Street. I hated the fact that he was in Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, yeah, she's my cousin, it. but I he's, mean, it's... he's not. He's not that kind of character. And the fact that they paired him up with one of my favorite actors, DiCaprio, just kind of drove me nuts because it's like you took a guy that was in Twenty One Jump Street, accepted, super bad. Have you seen Moneyball? Virgin. He's amazing in Moneyball. Moneyball, he I mean, was. Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't growing pains. I mean, but he's got their thing. He went full retard in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Never and go full retard. You never go full retard. And he, it worked, though. But he looked good. Like, he played the role well in Moneyball. I accredit a lot of that to Brad Pitt, though. Oh, Christ. One of the one of the best. Have you guys all seen this? No. Moneyball? No, not yet. It's, it's on my It's list. actually all right, so in my Netflix queue in the red envelope on top of my TV for the last two years. So can I talk yeah, about a scene yeah, or no? Moneyball, you've obviously seen. The best scene in that movie is when Brad Pitt brings him into his office, and he's basically trying to line him up to learn how to fire people. And then he's bitching at Brad Pitt about, why don't you travel with the team? He's like, I can't get to know these people. And when he says, let's do a practice run, try to cut me. And Jonah Hill goes into the, oh, well, you know, have a seat. You know, you've been a big part of this organization. Brad Pitt's like, no. If you're going to get fucking shot, would you rather take one in the head and it's over or take six in the chest and bleed out? And that scene was very good because it's it's realistic and I understand how it goes because, you know, my baseball mind. But Jonah Hill handled that scene very, very well. But if you put anybody besides Brad Pitt in there, giving him different kind of energy, that's going to take away from Jonah Hill's performance too. And I'm not saying he didn't perform well, but I think Brad Pitt is uh, was a bigger part of... Jonah Hill's success than Jonah Hill himself was. Now, is it just me, or is... I don't feel like Brad Pitt can carry movies anymore by himself. Like, I feel like he has to be... He's slowly transitioning into, like, the white Morgan Freeman of movies. Like, the movie... He can't be the only big name in the movie? Well, it's like... okay, He's a supporting actor every time? I can't... Or, like, seven, right? I'm, I'm trying to remember the last Brad Pitt movie that I saw that was Brad Pitt. Fight Club? Well, no, because that was at Norton. Kill Them Softly? Curious case of Benjamin Button. Oh, Forrest Gump. And Glorious Bastards. He again. He was. He wasn't exactly like Money the title. <laughs> I think when guys get when actors get older, I think that's. I think that's how it usually works. Whether it's because there's certain people that they want to work with. Like, look at Robert De Niro. Robert, anything Robert De Niro's done lately, he's always had a big name person along with him. I mean, he even did that when he was younger. I mean, Goodfellas, he had Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci. Casino, he had Joe Pesci. James Woods. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver was one of the movies where he was pretty much on his own. But it seemed like the older these people get, they have to surround themselves with people that are not necessarily at their level, but close enough to it. Higher caliber actor. I mean, when he did Analyze This and That, he had Billy Crystal with him. When he did Meet the Parents, he was with Ben Stiller. So it seems like the older these guys get, I don't know if they run out of steam and they can't do it by themselves anymore, or if they just have the pull, I guess, to determine who they work with, and maybe it's people they always wanted to work with, but regardless, it seems like the older they get, there's always bigger names alongside them. I don't know how old Brad Pitt is, so I don't know if that's the case. Do you have more shit that you saw? Because we don't want to go on too far of a tangent. Oh, yeah, Yeah. my bad. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. All right, I also saw The Sorcerer Supreme again. We talked Doctor about Strange. it. Do- Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Animated cream. movie. With sour cream, is what you said? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one I saw... That's which a was for Taco Bell. It's a Supreme. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Sorry. Hold on. Dance break. This is a song called The History of Tenacious D. And it's not just a list of bullshit that we've done in the past. It's a chronicling of our rise to power! We ride with kings on mighty steeds across the devil's plain. 
We've walked with Jesus and his cross. He did not die in vain, no. We've run with wolves. We've climbed K2, even stopped a moving train. We've traveled through space and time, my friends, to rock this house again. Rock! We ride and we ride and we'll never subside and we'll ride to the planets collide. And if you say that we do not ride, I'll turn your fucking hide. Ride! Our fingers be silver. Shut voice, then be gold. But lest you think we're vain. We know you're all robots and we don't care the nature We reign! We reign! Supreme! Supreme and a chicken supreme and a cutlass supreme supreme yeah go knock on one two three supreme go knock on one two three supreme go knock on one two three burrito supreme and a chicken supreme and a cutlass supreme that was Supreme by Tenacious D. Thank you. Keep going. And the last movie the way, that I saw recently. Is those heard on YouTube? I can't get a hold Wait, of those songs. Actually, I don't think it's it's called Supreme. I think it's uh, Explosivo. Explosivo. Thank you. No problem. <sighs> that was What's Explosivo. What's the name of the song? Explosivo. That was Explosivo wanna... by... Uh... It's like Supreme. Actually, is it? The one that goes, Supreme, yeah. Go to count one, two, three. No, that's not Explosivo. That's... No. The last movie I saw was The Saint with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, huh? Yeah, it was it was on the on demand on my you know, on my computer. So that's History by Tenacious D. History. Oh, sorry, I love that song. And that is everything that I've just. I didn't care loved. for The Saint that no? much, not personally. No, it was decent. I know you said the same, but I can only picture Batman Forever because I think it's maybe because we were talking about Nicole Kidman. Like when he says Val Kilmer? Yeah. I think of Kill the Irishman. I think of Top Gun. Iceman. Or Heat. Great movie. Didn't like Not it. Not The Heat. Tell me, Doctor. I like The Heat. You like The Heat? Yeah, with Sandra Bullock and really? uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I'm not a LeBron James fan. Yeah. Not a who? No, don't worry no, about no. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Rodney. <laughs> that was obviously a heat reference. Yeah. yeah. You got it. You got it. Go ahead. He's on the Cavaliers now. But anyways, um, so what I just saw, actually I've been holding on to it and haven't uh, been able to bring it up. Or maybe I did bring it up in a different podcast. Maybe you guys remember. Um, Fury? And, no. And again... A lot of other people have. And again, Brad Pitt. It's almost like the story's about Brad Pitt, but it's not really about Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt's like the older, wiser guy who kind of... Brings along that can, that's kind of what he's just slowly turning into Morgan Freeman. And you can say that about Tom Hanks and Saving Private Ryan. Like the movie's more about Tom Hanks, but it's it's more other people trying to guess his backstory. It's not until he actually says, you know, like Inception. What's the pool up to? Three hundred, four hundred. I'm a school teacher. That whole scene. Inception's an amazing. Yes, it is. But is that what you're referring to? Like you get the character at the beginning, and then you're trying to piece it all together, and then it connects at the end. No, 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 no. It's, uh, so the story is about the young rookie on the tank, I don't know, team, the, the second driver, the backup driver, whatever. It's about him. 
but he's not a big name actor. He's just some young kid. And you know, they got Shia LaBeouf and John Bernthal and uh, Michael Pena, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's kind of the focal point, but the story isn't about Brad Pitt. Like the story almost seems to follow Brad Pitt, but it's not really about Brad Pitt's character. Did you like the movie? I don't know. I think it's one of those movies where yeah, I thought it was a good movie, and I was glad that I saw it, but I don't think I would put it in the DVR again, or did, I wouldn't queue it up again, because I saw it, and I'm like, Have okay, I'm good. No, I haven't, I haven't seen it. So. I haven't seen it either. I mean, I gotta say, it was, it was a good movie, it's just, I don't know if it's... Would like, you recommend it? Yes. Okay. But I don't know that I'd need to watch it again. Have you seen anything else? No, leave it at that. <laughs> now, would you recommend it because it's a movie you think people should see, or would you recommend it because it's a good movie? So I know you said you wouldn't do it again, but because that kind of reminds me of, I think there are movies that everybody should see at least once, but some, Top of, topic. some of those are movies that I would not watch ever Every again. Every movie that somebody should see once? Every movie that somebody should see once. Very good. Nice. You could use that one, right? You could, you could go off of that, right? Yes, sir. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> I was just going to ask you a question. I don't know if you want it on there or not, but I was going to say, if you had to pick one movie in the history of movies forever to watch no if there was one movie that you would say every single person in the history of the well, let's go to the united states has seen by the time they die what movie do you think it would be if there's only one movie that everybody has absolutely seen at least once what is it that everybody has seen has seen. seen has seen so that's kind of a tough question because see because i th- i think the answer is very easy pulp fiction no what do you think is there one movie that you think, and now you can't say every single person, but if you would say... There's one movie that every like the, the most people have seen? At least once in their life. Like the most common movie between all people by the time they die. If they if there's only one movie that they have all seen that's in common with each other, what do you think that movie is? I blame TNT for this one. Shawshank Redemption. Was one of the Oz? greatest movies Wait, ever. That is what I would say, The Wizard of Oz. Ronnie just oh, barely saw I it. I saw that two years ago. Uh, for the first time? Yes. Two, three years ago. I knew the gist of it. <laughs> I knew what happens. I had never seen The Wizard of Oz. I love The Wizard of Oz. And it's I mean, I have I have my top five movies of all time, and they're right here. And then in a separate category by itself is The Wizard of Oz. That is my all-time favorite movie really? ever. And a lot of it has to do with my dad, because when I was a kid, my dad was working nights, my mom was on days, so he, someone was home with the kids. And we'd be, I was a little kid, we'd be sitting in the TV room and my, I'd make my dad watch The Wizard of Oz. And when it would end, he'd be like, all right, movie's over, what do you want to watch next? And I'm like, ah, Wizard of Oz! Then make him rewind it, and I made this poor bastard watch the same movie like three, four times a day, every day. My son is doing that exact same thing with Frozen right now. That's every with Frozen? Right now. My daughter's not really on that. On the Frozen, really? She's big on... Watching uh, Elmo. So as long as it's an episode of Sesame Street, she's happy. All right, let's move on to the corrections department. Ronnie, what do we got? Okay, very minor correction for almost the perfect podcast last episode. Woohoo! But liquid cocaine, as we know it in the world of transit, because I know there's a lot of people going to be debating this, which, by the way, a lot of people debate my... Ultimate resource is Mr. Boston. If it doesn't say it in Mr. Boston, then it's probably wrong. Like, don't put tequila in Long Island iced tea. Tequila does not belong in Long Island iced tea. At least in my opinion. You won't find it in a Mr. Boston. Anyways. I mean, I, I love it. Tequila in Long Island iced tea? <laughs> Just tequila in general? No. Tequila Long in general, no. But in Long Island's throw it in there. Give me whatever you can and knock me on my ass. See, that don't a whole ratio off because, you know, it's like half ounce, half ounce. Leads up to two. How does the tequila fit in there? Like, how much tequila should go in there if it's... It just doesn't make sense. Everything It's supposed to be an ounce of all your liquors. 
vodka, gin, tequila. That's five rum, ounces of liquor. And that fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Is there a problem with that? <laughs> I don't think anybody drinks a Long Island and says, oh, I'm going to go easy tonight. That's, right? a, that's a double you know, and a half. You, you drink a Long Island no, so you're going to go easy. No, but I always say, I'm going to go easy tonight. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you drink a Long Island, you're like, oh or my a, God, or a how fucking, did I wake up with or four I've prostitutes? Had, I haven't had one since <laughs> the day I turned 21. That was the last time. Why did I have that four horse? That Maybe I'm just oh, like, that's bad. Old Those school. are bad. I'm too old school of a bartender. But anyways, uh, liquid cocaine is... 151 Goldschlager in Rumplemans. Jaeger is not in a liquid cocaine. And I don't See, know I why. didn't know there was 151 in liquid cocaine. It's supposed oh, no, to be... in a fire and ice. That's Rumplemans. The condoms? No. No. Fire and ice is, is Goldschlager. Oh, dude. Trojan. And Rumplemans. It's pretty incredible. You throw that fucker on, and it's like it's like hot. You're talking to two guys that had two kids. What the fuck do we know about condoms anymore? Well, I mean, I'm just telling you how it works. Fuck it. I know how they work. The fire and ice? Obviously, you don't know how they work. Does it burn her fucking pubes off? I mean, not unless your pubes are hanging over your dick. We call them Wookiee Bush for a reason. (laughs) But, uh... Go ahead. Other than that, just right now. uh, Those are all the mistakes that I found on the last podcast, but don't fault us for that, because we all make mistakes and we all have regrets in life. But whatever regrets are, paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage, at a seriously low price... Call 312-945-6254. Or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for a limb. Not going to charge you an arm and a leg. Gotta say, Rachel McAdams, probably still in my top ten. Yeah? Yeah. I like her a lot. And, being that she is going to be in the Doctor Strange movie, but she also has geek cred because she knows who Black Orchid is in the DC Mm. universe, and that's... The role she would like to play. She's playing the night nurse, right? Low nurse. Yeah, All right, yeah. moving on to our pissing on grace segment. Today we're doing rowdy, 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 rowdy. Rowdy, rowdy Piper. Shit, I thought we were doing um, comic cliff notes next. Oh, that's right. Are we doing comic cliff no, notes? We're or? going in order today. So I have no info on this guy. Somebody help me out. Ryan, would you like to do the honor? Rowdy Roddy Piper is the greatest villain of all time in the world of wrestling. Yeah, I was going to say this. In the world of wrestling. He's also an actor in the movie They Live. They Live, yes. Which is a very, very, very famous line of, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. We're all a lot of bubblegum. We're all a lot of bubblegum. It's a movie about a guy that has a pair of sunglasses that he can tell when somebody's an alien, right? He's walking around killing people that look like regular people, but they're aliens. And for the wrestling fans out there, not only was he a great villain, he he was an excellent. He's a great interviewer. He's great. He was a great. He was great with promos, man. Piper's was, pit. Yeah, Piper, I was just Piper's, Piper's pit. pit. Yeah, so good. And the guy always had something to say, and it wasn't like you're watching him like reach for something and trying to make something out of nothing. The guy was so quick. He always had something to say. When you were done, you were like, "Holy shit!" And just when you thought you had all the answers, I changed the questions. So and he headlined. The first WrestleMania. The very first WrestleMania. In the tag team match. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T fought Rowdy Piper and I believe Cowboy Bob Orton. Nerd! Yeah. He, um, he was a orphan out of Canada, actually. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Very little known fact, he's a Canadian. I just listened to the Adam Carolla podcast because we're not podnogamous on um, That Just Happened. And we listened to other podcasts. Really great episode with him on it. And it had to have aired maybe two weeks ago. Although he was Canadian, due to his Scottish heritage, he was billed as coming from Glasgow. Yes. And was known for his signature kilt and bagpipes. That's right. 
I actually bought probably about three months ago a few like old school wrestling shirts and I bought the hot rod shirt that he always wore the black or the white the white I have the white shirt with the red collar and the red sleeves yeah I want that so you cannot have it Sorry. half my name's on it <laughs> yes it is well you don't like that so I won't see it I don't he's just gonna draw in <laughs> I remember <laughs> my hot rod me <laughs> my, f- my favorite I don't even remember what the interview was about but Rowdy Piper was cutting a promo obviously about another wrestler and I remember Thing that sticks out most vividly in my mind. He says, you do not throw rocks at somebody that has a machine gun. And I don't even know why I like that so much, but that's that's quick-witted and it's funny. And he was he was a controversial figure too. Do you remember when Rowdy Piper painted half his black half yeah, his body yeah, black? Yeah. I, I posted a whole video up on Facebook about that. There was a compilation of all the times he poked somebody in the eye. Yes. And that was one of his that was one of his signature moves. Yes. Is he wait for you to stand up, look right out and poke you right in the eye. You know, like a Three Stooges move. Do you remember what his finishing move was? Uh, sleeper. The sleeper hold. He's the, orig- he's the person that originated the sleeper hold in wrestling? No. I'm sure he didn't originate it, but he that's what he was he famous, made famous for. That was his finishing move. He was also a Golden Gloves boxer, and he had a black belt in judo. Rex Kwando. Sorry. Not just another notch belt. No. Didn't wear a belt. Oh. Belts. So this has been Pissing Graves. Uh, rowdy, 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 rowdy. I, I still wanted to do Bruce Jenner, but that got vetoed. Vetoed. Hard well, veto. I mean, is it just me or is the name Vito starting to sound good? I mean, if you're French. Italian. It's a French reference. Well, I hate Italians. No, you don't. Italians. <laughs> I think the only thing I could fault Roddy Roddy Piper for is not petitioning for the championship belt. I um. He should have held it at least once. He absolutely I mean, should have. But there are certain guys in wrestling. If you, I've watched a lot of interviews over the years, obviously, and it's kind of cool when you see these guys do interviews, like because you see them outside of the their character. The most famous one I remember was Goldust. Does everyone know who Goldust is? No. Who actually fought Roddy mm-hmm. Piper at WrestleMania 12 in a street fight, and they it was a take off of the OJ okay. uh, yeah. chase on the highway. I remember watching Goldust do an interview, and he said, "Everybody that becomes a wrestler wants to be world heavyweight champion, and you want to be the poster boy for wrestling." But when I got here, I learned right away what my role was, and that they never had intentions of me holding the title, and I had to fill my role somewhere else doing something else, and I accepted that. And it kind of sucks when you think about it, but if you are realistic with what's expected of you, you'll probably be much more successful, and unfortunately I think that was the truth for Piper. No, you know, I get that, but Piper was not a curtain jerker. He was a main event guy. He absolutely was. And, you know, if you look at how long Slaughter held the belt, he could have easily played that role. He could have, especially because he was from, well, he was built from another country, whether it was the correct, the accurate one or not, where he yeah. was from. But, I mean, but he did hold the Intercontinental Championship quite a few times. Yeah, and, they, like, and, they, and they that, say... That's the horror of the... Uh, but they no, say that, they say that championship back then, that championship yeah. was just as important as the heavyweight title because you gave that title to the workhorses and the guys that were... I mean, he fought Bret Hart. Monkey Tonk held it for so long. He fought Bret Hart quite a few times, too. But they, 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 they effectively... Were yeah. with Bret Hart. Bret the Hitman Hart. You got it! I know that reference. They effectively shat on that belt when they did, when Warrior went against Hogan, and they just, okay, well, what happened with the Intercontinental? You talking about WrestleMania Six? Yeah. That is one of my favorite matches of all time, Warrior and Hogan. But my, my it really is, is one of the greatest matches, period. It is, but my point is they pretty much shat on the Intercontinental, because what happened to the belt after well, that? Well, the, the, I, I was way too young when it happened, so I don't remember how they played it out on TV and stuff like that, but if you read up on it, they'll tell you a champion was only allowed to hold one belt at a time. So, of course, your first question is, why have a title for title match then? 
but Warrior had to relinquish the Intercontinental title to hold on to the heavyweight title, and I believe they may have had a tournament for the Intercontinental title at that point. I think that was like a retroactive exposition because it may how, have been. how many people hold the tag team and some other title? Well, that, is, that has changed over time because I remember a time where, I don't know how long you watched wrestling, but Shawn Michaels and Diesel were always together. There was a time where they held the heavyweight Intercontinental and the, and team, and the tag team titles. They were tag team together with the belts. Shawn held the Intercontinental title. Diesel had the heavyweight title. Well, Shawn actually had the European title at that time. He gave it to Triple H, and they shat on that title. Title. Not a what lot of people remember, but the are you European guys talking about. <laughs> I'm so lost right now. Okay, moving on. Okay. But anyway, just, rest, rest in peace, we, Rowdy Piper. Yeah, we we have been talking about many a times that we're going to do a whole wrestling show. You should do that when I'm in fucking Boston. We definitely should. Maybe we should do that. We okay, really well, should. Boom, 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 Cassini. Yeah, I, I got a few and Edgar and Br- Alex. And bring everybody. Let's have a Royal Rumble of a podcast. Oh, fuck. I like it. Everyone <laughs> in the Adam's basement. And I'm going to need your house keys. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do, brother? Do the shit in an Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. Macho man. The macho man. He always looked like he was pouring salt and pepper on shit. You ever notice that? I'll go left, you go right. <laughs> We're gonna just add some asparagus right here to the dinner entree. Yeah. His, his interviews always make me laugh. There's one of them where he sat there and you. Know, <laughs> you remember that one? Yes. Uh, there's the one where he talks about you know you know where he goes oh Elizabeth yo know, you go left I'll go right at the very end because he was trying to find out where the hell to go when he was leaving the stage and he's you know, he goes. To go 180 degrees, then a full 360, <laughs> and then 360. Okay, yeah, he was a psychopath. He really was. I wish there were other interviews with him. Do you think he was in character? All the Macho time? Man, or all, the time. all the time. He was on Arsenio Hall all the time. When he was on the Arsenio Hall show, it was the greatest interview I've ever seen in my life. The only thing better than that was the Ultimate Warrior on the Arsenio well, Hall see, show. Well, see, Ultimate Warrior would break character. Like, he would break character. Not when he was no. on the Arsenio Hall no, show. He, he no, broke Ultimate he, Warrior really thought he was the Ultimate but, Warrior. No, he, he had was, his name legally changed to Warrior. When he was on Regis and Kelly, he took the paint off, he put the little, you know, symbol on his cheek, mm-hmm. like, as he normally does, and he broke character. Not anymore. Like, you know, hey, well, dead. Too soon. One wrestler at a time. Sorry, sorry. If uh, they say one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time was Macho Man and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania 3, I don't know if you watched any of the documentaries on them, but Macho Man was such a perfectionist. He literally had like eight sheets of paper and it had the whole match written out, like this move first, then this, and he made Ricky the Dragon Steamboat memorize it. And he used to make Ricky the Dragon Steamboat come out to his house and they would practice and the whole thing was choreographed. So they knew exactly everything. <laughs> step of the match all the way through and it wound up being one of the best matches of Wrestlemania history dig it moving on to comic book cliff notes <laughs> so Rachel McAdams recently said in an interview that she wanted to play Black Orchid so today we're going to be doing Black Orchid Orchid African American Orchid let's see there are three of them so first appearance 1973 1988 and they don't even give the last one somewhere around 5 foot 10 fucking balance that up. Abused by her father her entire life, Susan Linden eventually married Carl Thorne, a wealthy arms trafficker. Thorne stole a shipment of weapons from his billionaire boss, Lex Luthor, and murdered Susan when she went to the police with the information. Botanist Philip Sylvian, a childhood friend of Susan's, grafted a spice of Linden's genetic material into an experimental hybrid of plant and animal matter, creating the Black Orchid. Uh, so essentially she's almost like poison ivy. And Swamp Thing mixed. Let's see. Black Orchid used her special powers and a number of false identities to fight crime until she was murdered by Lex Luthor. Susan's death created a psychic reaction that awakened another of Sylvian's Orchid hybrids. 
the nameless black orchid found her way to the rain- rainforest of South America and learned that she was an elemental Darian nymph before being assassinated by a hitman in New York City. And her name is Susie, a childlike sprite with fragments of Susan's consciousness. And she's the last orchid. So, this has been Comic Cliff Notes, the Black Orchid edition. Has Black Orchid been in any cartoons? or? I don't think so. She has superhuman strength, flight, and like a plant, she can absorb nutrients from the air. That type of, I mean, very parallel to Swamp Thing, it's very difficult to put into anything other than the comic book medium, I would say. I mean, I mean they made a Swamp Thing movie. Not well. Didn't they, have, they had more than one, didn't they? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to, for people to grasp. Like, hey, it's a fucking plant lady. What do I care? They're almost too powerful to really kind of put into... So besides movies. Rachel McAdams, who would you get to play her? Since she's 5'10". Well, 5'10", and then the smaller version's about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, only if she's five three. Who would you who would you have player? You need somebody with some acting chops, I would think, to pull off a role like that. Somebody that's also a little bit ominous. This would be a villainous character, correct? No. Really? No, she's a hero. But she's not like in a bright costume or anything like that. Like she's that's what she looks like. Where's she from? Like what's her ethnic background? Does it say? It doesn't say. She's from the Amazon rainforest. That's her base. Oh, it said Meadowlands. Maybe, uh, I think Rosario Dawson could play her. Okay. I think you need somebody with a, like, a unique voice, because it's, it's not, you're not really going to get anything facial expression-wise, because it's, it's almost like a... So Roseanne, basically. Roseanne Barr? <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> too, too high of a voice, man. That drive me crazy a whole what fucking like movie. like Lucy Liu? Ooh. Or you can do, what's her name, from, uh, the nanny, Fran Tresser. Alright, let's move on. Moving on to our top topics of the day. Top topic! Today we're going to be talking about movies that people have to see once. And only once. Is it? No, 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 just a movie that that you think people need to see at least once before they die. At least once. Because that's very specific to say you can only see it once. Because then 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 you could throw out like Schindler's List for that. Like you don't need to see it more than once. Passion of the Christ, you don't need to see it more than once. I thought that that was the idea we don't need to. Because Fury, I don't think I need to see anymore. A one and done movie. I think these are just movies that people should see at least once before they die, personally. So I gotta throw it out there, my favorite movie, Saving Private Ryan. I think people have to see that once. Okay. I think everybody should see that movie, whether you're a fan of World War II style movies. So this is like if we were teachers and of a film class and required curriculum. Yes. Did you ever take a film class? No. I did. That was one of my favorite classes in high school. Oh. Film genres. And then actually... I was in a film club, which is really what got me into movies. And that teacher just passed away probably about a year ago. How early on did they bring up Citizen Kane? Very. I can't stand that fucking movie, dude. Citizen Kane, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it just, I don't know. I like the Ghostbusters spoof of it. Oh, I didn't, I don't remember that episode very well. The whole Rosebud thing. David Merkel is screaming his head off right now. I'm sorry, David. I also noticed, side note, you only refer to David Merkel, is that that his name? Merkel. Merkel? As David Merkel. Yeah, we talked about that before. Is there a David or a Merkel that is not David Merkel? Lately, I haven't been saying David Merkel. I just call him Dave, just to throw Rodney off. Yeah. But Rodney always refers to him as David Merkel. Okay. As do the Uchis. So, same part, Ryan, that's my movie that everyone well, needs to see at least once. What do you got? Um, it's your top topic, remember? Well, like I said, I, I would say Wizard of Oz, but just because I think that's a movie that is so polarizing, I think that's a movie everyone does see. But clearly not until you're 30. With children. One. With children. <laughs> he didn't even have kids at the time. The movie that I believe everybody has to see, personally, hands down, Rocky. Got that on Blu-ray over there. I, uh, my favorite, my favorite movie of the Rocky series is Rocky 2, but I think, um, 
Obviously, you can't get to two without seeing one. I think Rocky is. And you don't get the impact of two the same way without seeing one. Right, absolutely. Like, you need to watch the end of one to get that, like, shock factor, like, what? Because there was never a movie like that. Uh, You have to watch all of one for the shock factor just because of the buildup and what kind of character Rocky is and what Apollo Creed is. But I think Rocky is a movie that everybody has to see. And you know what? You could decide you hate it, and that's fine. I mean, you're uneducated at that point, but you can decide you hate it. And that's okay, but Rocky is a movie that everybody absolutely has to see. Just because of what it did for boxing and what it did for Hollywood, I I once... uh, What it did for writers at the time. I watched an interview once where they said if Rocky was never made, movies like Raging Bull... Cinderella Man, anything that involves boxing never would have happened because when people came forth with the ideas of writing movies about boxing, they thought it would never work. Like, no one wants to see this kind of stuff, but Stallone wrote Rocky in a way where it's, it's a movie... It's, it's so little actual boxing in the movie. Rocky's a love story yeah, with boxing in the background. And boxing is what the movie revolves around when you compare the ending and stuff like that. But Rocky's a love story. And they said Raging Bull and movies that are based off of boxing have Rocky to think. Because if Stallone never wrote Rocky, those movies never would have happened. The story of how Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky and started and starred in it is actually really cool, too. Have you Absolutely. Heard, you know, has everyone heard that? Yeah, I've heard. I've never seen it. I've heard of it. It's not an actual. Like it's just. Wait, you've never seen Rocky? You've never seen Rocky? No, I mean I've heard of the story. It's, it's, it's not. It's not a off. movie. It's not a movie of <laughs> how Rocky was made. I don't think there was a movie of how Rocky was made, but you okay. know there was a thing going around the internet with you know like a written story of you know all the other crap that he went through and selling his dog so that he yep. could get the money to you know yeah it, it's crazy you know when you think about yeah, man. something like that and Rocky was an extra on a TV show and he wasn't making any money and he bumped into somebody I remember who it was but he told them how he had the idea he had a script he was working on which I think at the time hadn't really the process hadn't started yet and uh, once he realized he had a chance to present something to these people that had control over if something could be done or not, he's like, okay, well, I got to go home and go to work. He wrote Rocky 1 in eight days. Hmm. That movie's close to two hours. He wrote it in eight days, and he had the smallest budget. And if you compare Rocky 1 just to Rocky 2, like, you went from having nothing to getting anything you want now because of the faith we're putting well, in you I mean, because the movie's like Clerks 1 and Clerks 2. The difference between those two fucking movies, I mean, it's, it's a difference of, what, 10 years? Clerks and Mallrats. Even then. I, I didn't even see Clerks 2. All right, hold on. Let's get to yours. All right, so I am not a really big horror movie fan. You know, I, I'll watch one every once in a while, but it, it, there are certain movies that are considered horror, scary movies. That people need to watch. Obviously not children. But the one movie that always sticks with me, that I always enjoy watching... Exorcist. The Exorcist. I love The Exorcist. And that is only that is one of the only me, scary movies. Only movie that has ever given me nightmares. I probably watched really? it at too young of an age. I think the first time I saw The Exorcist, I was like five or six. Well, but There have been a few movies that have nightmares. But, that movie's yeah. incredible. That, what, that, what did you think when they came out with all the deleted scenes from The Exorcist that got plugged in down the road, like when they're coming down the stairs back? That was in 96. 
Just later than that. No, two thousand. Yeah, I think yeah, two thousand. I drove to it. I was I was in high school with a group of my friends. It was me, yeah. Rob Thorson, Jeff Belasco, and Dan Fromm. Shout outs to you guys if you're going to listen to this. And we were sitting there. We were in the theaters. We had you know we were all six foot plus. We always worked out together. And we're sitting there. And the only time I had ever seen The Exorcist was on my shitty Fisher TV. It was like a twenty two inch TV that I had. It was the only time I'd ever seen it. And I liked the movie a lot. And when I found out they're re releasing on the big screen, I'm sitting there. I'm watching it. And they had the flashing faces. Yep. And I'd never caught that before. The flash of the Satan. And people were just not reacting to it at all. And so I'm sitting there and I'm freaking out thinking, okay, Maybe nobody's, it's just you. nobody's <laughs> actually fucking like reacting Keep to this. Keep your cool, man. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. So I turn to my buddy when she goes down the stairs. Some backwards. popcorn. You want anything? I shoot you and I turn to my buddy. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you right now, we're going to make a pack. If I am ever possessed, just fucking kill me. Shoot me right <laughs> in the face. Don't, no fucking chance. Don't even fucking try to save me. And if I ever. And you're being serious. I'm being dead serious right now. <laughs> I was so freaked out, like halfway through that movie, where I'm sitting there, nobody else is seeing Satan, nobody else is reacting, nobody's doing anything. I'm just like, okay, if I am possessed for some reason for just seeing this fucking movie, just shoot me in the face. You could have all my shit. Don't care. Just. <laughs> I like it, it was one of those things where was that two thousand or, or like oh two? It was probably oh two. I want to say it was oh two because I, I think it was my senior year of high school. So and, uh, yeah, even I went with a group of guys. It was four of us also, and we went to go see it. And we walked out, and all of us were acting real macho at first, like, "Oh, you know, that wasn't too bad. It was, it was a good movie." And then we were all crashing at one of my guys' cribs, and we got there, and we're just like, "Hey, uh, stay close, huh? Don't go." Don't go, don't go. <laughs> like, like we were all just. So I think we stayed up till like four AM just like let's wait till the sun out of fear starts peeking out just a little bit just so we can, you know, sleep comfortably. Give it all you got. So I am so like I said, I am not a huge horror movie fan. But yep. that is the one horror movie of the genre that I would say everyone needs to see. I as love soon, it. As soon as you started what you were saying about yeah. the horror movies, I, I was expecting you to say Halloween. Halloween is up there. I thought it, that's it I, knew up there. Say, I knew you were going to say The Exorcist. But The Exorcist is, is the one Exorcist horror movie. Exorcist has to be everyone's. If, if you're any kind of horror movie fan, if Exorcist is not your number one movie, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Especially, you know, all the shit that, once again, kind of like what you were saying with the whole Illuminati thing. Right. And the conspiracy theories. All the shit that happened on the set of The Exorcist is just ridiculous. Rodney? Rodney. My movie that uh, I'm going to make a required for everyone should see, um, I'm going to Fight Club. Just kind of as a... I remember seeing it really young, and I remember thinking, wow, this is a pretty cool movie. It's like, oh yeah, twist ending, sure, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Right. Uh, it's pretty good. But um, as a, I rewatched it, you know, as I'm growing up, I'm getting older, not growing like up to be... people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not growing up to be a rock star. And, like, that whole message, like, you are not special. You are not a snowflake. You're not individual. Like, that kind of spoke to me a little bit, that whole dialogue that, uh... You know, yeah, because when... I mean, it came out when I was still a teenager, I think. So that world didn't, like, you know, the whole buying the Ikea set and all this stuff, and you see everything that he's paying for, the price tag, and, uh... It wasn't until, like, maybe five years after the movie came out that I started reading the books that that author wrote, and he actually wrote the movie itself, which you don't always get. You usually get, okay, you get... Based on this book with somebody else writing the screenplay, and this was Chuck Palahniuk wrote both... And you can tell, like, there's little shit he just would not leave out, and you don't expect in a movie. Just, just the whole message that as you're younger and you're fed, you know, things to kind of make you an appropriate consumer, and, you know, hey, you can be anything that you want, right. except, you know, you don't want to be an individual, you want to conform, you want to play by the rules, you grow up to be successful, you can, 
you know, accomplish anything. And as you get older, you start to realize, okay, maybe I don't need to follow the rules all the time, or maybe, you know, I just need to do something a little bit different I and mean, think outside the box or, you know, right. change it up a little. And right. uh, it just starts to make sense if you, uh, you know, especially if it's, uh, you know, you watch it when you're younger, watch it when you're older. And it sends a different message. I thought that was really cool. Hmm. You want to go for another round? Yes. John wants to. I was going to say, next topic, what do you, what is your fit? What do you think is one of the most underrated movies? Oh, we've done that a million times. Fine, fuck me, right? I think Unbreakable is one of the most underrated movies of all time. I was going to say Kingpin. Well, I'm a bowler, so I got to I gotta go with you. I just like Vanessa Angel, so I'll agree with that. Kingpin is fucking hilarious. Any bowling. Unbreakable is not fucking hilarious, but... And outside of that, I was going to say we should probably the give bowler, our top five Garofalo. Has anybody started watching the What Hot American Summer yet? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Because wait, somebody wait, wait, at work... Just on Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah I have not watched Somebody it. at work just told me Batman. about it. I had never even heard of the movie before. Because I watched the movie, it's and then there's a whole... Paul Rudd, right? There's a shit ton of people in it, apparently. Janine Garofalo, Paul Rudd. I haven't seen it. Who's the chick from The Hunger Or not The Hunger Well, she's in The Hunger Games. But, uh... Silver Lines Playbook? Jennifer Lawrence? No, not the other chick. May the odds be ever in your favor. What's her name? <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Ooh. She's in it. What did you just say? May the odds be ever in your favor. That's the whole tagline for The Hunger Games. <laughs> Underrated no. hot chick. Yes. But Unbreakable, it's a superhero movie, but M. Night Shyamalan, when he first wrote it, he wrote a three-act superhero movie. And he's like, man, you know... I never saw it. There's, It's too much. He's like, I can do the same thing that everybody else is doing. So he made it a one... An act one superhero movie, but a whole movie is is all just the origin story of this hero. Where by the time the end of the movie is the end of act one. You don't see him getting into, you know, a huge fight or... So doesn't that mean there's got to be something to follow? They've been trying for years to get a part two of this movie. And it's either people that watch it either really love it or really don't. Right. But to me, it's acting-wise, it's an amazing movie. The, obviously, it has the twist ending that everybody kind of knows by now, but... It's on Netflix. You guys get a chance. Check it out. You said Kingpin. I said Kingpin in a sense of if you think of Bill Murray. I mean, if you're a Bill Murray well, fan, that's something that people absolutely Bill remember. Fucking Bill fucking Murray. But as far as uh, Woody Harrelson, I one of the reasons I think Kingpin is so underrated, I think Woody Harrelson as an actor is completely underrated. Yes. I, I think Woody Harrelson is incredible. Absolutely I'm, I'm waiting incredible. for him to get the Lifetime Achievement Award somewhere. Uh, Fuck in, it. He's in Hunger Games. We are bestowing Woody Harrelson the Um That Just Happened Lifetime Achievement Award, which I get a pat on the back if we ever run into you. Does he have to collect it himself? I mean, yeah. I think I have an old Toys R Us gift card we could give him. Or we can give him a bowling ball, which you probably have. There you go. I got like 400 bowling balls. That could be a top topic of itself. Favorite and Woody Harrelson? Literally. Any clear ones? Literally have with a rose in it? Oh yeah, a clear one with a rose in it? I do have a clear one with a skull in it. I saw a clear one with a pin in it. Was yeah. this Mystery Men? So yeah, mine, mine, would, be, mine would be Kingpin. I, I think that movie is absolutely hilarious. It's like, And it's stupid funny, but it's it's funny. And I just, I think that's a lot of movie, that's a movie that a lot of people at one time that's were That's a like, lot of movie. Oh, I heard it, but I never saw it. And I, I think that's, that's... I really just watched it for the first time maybe see? a year ago. I've never seen The Big Lebowski all the way through. Because I got like three quarters in and I'm like, I can't stand this fucking movie. Really? Love it. I love it. Sorry. What do you say, Ryan? For underrated movies? Just one underrated movie. One movie that you think has not been getting the love and attention that it so finally deserves. I can come up with a million. That was just the first one that came to my mind. So, I mean, me being the big nerd that I am... Really? Dragon Ball Z? Let's look around no, here. No, that's fucking horrible. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Unless you're talking about Goku from the animated. No. 
Pokemon. Uh, a lot of people sit there and have this bad taste in their mouth almost, you know, from you know, when everybody releases Star Trek. And it's starting to change now that the new Star Trek movies are being released. But the old Wrath of, Wrath of Khan is one of the movies that I, I could watch over and over and over and over. And it, it still yeah, stands like up the original there. Star Trek movie? Yeah. It, it's not... Yeah. Star Trek that, too. I've never seen it. It's actually the second Star Trek it's, movie. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's of the original series. Right. And it's one, like you said, you know, I haven't seen it. Because right. a lot of people, you know, they sit there and they're like, oh, I like Star Trek. Like, okay, do you like the new Star Trek or do you like what I consider Star Trek? Right. And a lot of people only started recently getting into Star Trek. Like, you know, even Caesar, I believe, only recently started watching Star Trek because of the movies. You know, that recently came out. But that, that's the beautiful thing about when they when they remake something well. Yes, exactly. It'll get people to be like, oh, well, check out the old one. What do you got? I'm gonna go with uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world. Fight Club. <laughs> seeking a friend for the end of the world. I have never even heard. Yes, that. it's uh, Steve Carell. And uh, Keira Knightley. And not just because I'm a Keira Knightley fan. One of her, if not her, hands down best performances as an actress. It's uh, not a Victorian film, is it? No, no. It's not a period piece. Which is surprising yeah. for her. I enjoyed it mainly because it's exactly what you think it would be. Like depressing? It, Sounds depressing as fuck. A little bit. Just because <laughs> it has seeking and end of the world? I mean, it... Is it a comedy or drama? Yeah, you could say it's a comedy. A like, dramedy? I mean, it's not really a drama. I mean, I I would I would err on the side of comedy because uh, Graham, Graham Elwood's in it. Boom. Graham Elwood. I could be wrong. We'll, we'll double check that. But um, but I mean, it's it's as advertised. It's there's spoiler alert. The world ends at the end of the movie, and it's it's pretty much what it says it would be. You have to look that up. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Is that what you're doing? No, I'm actually. It's been bothering me this whole podcast. I need to look up what White Shadow is from. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you my second guess was it was actually from Cable Guy. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta see. That's funny. He has Cable Guy, the soundtrack, in his truck. I do. Funny enough, you know where I got that? I was at a gas station. Suncoast? Oh. No, I was at a gas station, and it was laying next <clears> to the garbage. <throat> and I'm just looking at it, I'm like, um... And it wasn't, it wasn't like somebody threw it out their car and happened to land that way. Because it was the CD and the case right next to it, both leaning up against the garbage. And so it was like somebody sitting there going, okay, I don't really want this anymore, but I want somebody else to enjoy it. Exactly. So I enjoy it. What's that movie? Uh, it's like Orange County. <laughs> he's just walking yeah. through the beach and there's like half of a book. Yeah. He picks up reason. He's like, I want to be a writer. And then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, he just tucks the book back into the sand in case somebody else wants it. Larry Miller talks about that on his podcast, how he never, he goes through a lot of shirts. Being that, you know, he's an actor and he does a lot of appearances, he does a lot of performances. He goes a lot of shirts and a lot of socks. Oh, no, you're right. But he never throws away a shirt. Like, the most he'll do is that he'll leave a hotel room with a shirt that's completely used. Just leave it on a hanger and just kind of a thank you for your service to the shirt. Job well done. Not going to throw you out, but I'm going to pay my respects. So maybe that's what somebody was thinking when they put that CD next to the garbage. You're right. Cable Guy it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been confirmed. White Shadow is from Cable Guy. Jack Black. It's actually Chip Douglas. It says it. See what you got, White Shadow. It all comes back full circle. Goodbye, Jim. Star Trek. Star Trek. Right? Is that the Wrath of Khan, too? Or no, that is that that's part three, isn't it? It's just like when Spock fights, when uh, Captain Kirk fights Spock. In which Star, doesn't even say which Star Trek it is. 
I don't... No, I think he just says in Star Trek. Silence. No, I know you want to look it up. You can look it up. Silence of the Lambs. Um, that just happened. We're referencing a reference, and we can't remember the reference of that reference. So... So... Reference, um, please. Happens, inception, uh, the top did um-ception? not stop spinning. Is that umception? 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 Can I get a refill? See what you did there. I gotta watch how you do this, dude. Keep fucking it up. I think mine is upstairs. Do you want strawberry? Sure. Okay. I'm a raw Alright, let's move on. Moving on to the What You Say segment. Wooka, 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 what you say? So, I went to Country Thunder last weekend, and every single time I said a movie quote, I pulled out a piece of paper and I wrote it down. And I said, Alright, I'm gonna remember these. Because these, these are all ones that he has come up with off the top of his head. Yeah. He has the list. And so, I had sent him the list back in the day. So, you have the list? Not the full list. I have maybe couple hundred in. Maybe a hundred, the first hundred, maybe. What percentage of a plan would you say you have? Maybe 12%? Guardians of the Galaxy. And I almost had a fucking aneurysm right there. I was like, really? No one? Hold on, give me one second, because I gotta find out where we left off, so I gotta listen to what you say, say. So, these may be duplicates. I just wanna wish you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Blues Brothers? Nope. Dumb and Dumber? Nope. I wanna wish you both good luck. We're all counting on you. He says it multiple times. Leslie Nielsen. Airplane? Airplane. Okay. And some of these are a little bit easier. I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Pulp Fiction. Apparently this is a contest. No, no just, <laughs> you know. Oh yes, the past can hurt. We can either run from it or learn from Lion it. Lion King. I, I really only need to say this first line. Life moves pretty fast. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Alright. I don't regret the things I've done, but those I did not do. I definitely don't know that one. Empire Records. Oh man, I haven't seen that. Since it was on cable when it first came on cable. Great movie. Ethan Embry. Yeah. Did that introduce us to Ethan Embry, or was it Can't Hardly Wait? Or was he... I'm thinking Liv Shriver. Or Liv, uh, Liv Shriver. <laughs> Liv Tyler? Tyler. <laughs> Liv Shriver was fucking Sabretooth. Yeah. Was that Joy Lauren Adams? No. In what? Empire Records? I can't remember she was in it. I don't know. It's, like I said, it's been a long time. Have so you ever danced with the devil in Pale Mirror? Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Batman. Because I'm Batman. Carpe diem. That's really that close to say. Okay, yeah. The Zen philosopher Basho once wrote, A flute with no holes is not a flute. Caddyshack. A donut with no holes is a Danish. It's a funny guy. What was it? Caddyshack. Yep. No, 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 no. Overrated movie. Is that, yeah. No, that's part two. With the, no, 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 no. No, that's one. Oh, but they bring it up in part two, right? Oh, no, I'm thinking of, Keep your eye on the fruit. Yeah, whole thing. Check off. Here's McCoy. Kill says a Spock. We've got an away team. I even did it with an accent no, to give was, you a clue. Oh, no. Is that right? No. Oh, I don't hear They're it. referencing it. Braveheart? Nope. No. Say it again. Chekhov. Well, this here's McCoy. We find a Spock. we got an away team. I don't know this no. one. Boondock Saints. Ah, oh, fuck. Is that the beginning at the bar scene? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Oh, I, I'm even Chekhov, and you're leaving. <laughs> now. Oh. I love when he punches the broad in the face. <laughs> every man dies. Not <clears> every <throat> man really lives. You're so money, you don't even know it. Swingers. 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 Money, baby. And then, excuse me, can you blow me where the Pampers is? That I don't know. Backed up? Nope. John Favre. Jeremy Piven. Nobody's seen PCU? Nope. No. Oh, so great. That's your homework. Hmm. <laughs> all right. That is all mine. Sorry. Sorry for the clip right there. I might have skipped a couple. <laughs> oh, the last one I did is, you know, I don't keep saying I'm just professional, just professional. Right. All right. So, 201. My name is Odesu. Oh boy. Very good. Number 202. The subject's name is Tetsu- Tetsuoshima. You should know this the, the, it's uh, uh, Akira? Very good. 203. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. It's the little giants. 
Great movie. Number 204, This Is God. You should know this one. Airheads? No. I was thinking, oh no, uh, I'm thinking of Biodome. No, I am God. It's, it's the whole, this is God. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. I hope you have a big trunk. My Put my bike, bike in it. Memorial <laughs> Virgin. Thank you. Tool 6, the five Ds. Dodgeball. Bonus if you know all of them. Dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge. I think you did those out of order, but very good. Tool 7, she wants my dick. Hank Azaria. In, in and around her mouth. Movie? Super bad. I'll never let go, Jag. I'll never let go. Titanic? Mary Shaw had only dolls. It's a movie that I know you've seen because I showed it to you. Annabelle? No. no. Close. Same makers. It's a... Uh... Dead Silence? Yes. Oh. Wow. I bought it. No. No capes. Incredible. Incredible. Scream movie. No capes. Hey, fuck you, you fucking square. Who the fuck is he to tell me how to raise my fucking kid? Jane Silent Bob Meet the back. fuckers? Thank you. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Sometimes, I keep on trucking. Sometimes I'll say something that's a complete lie and think to myself, wow, that's not even remotely true. Liar, liar? <laughs> it's a uh, garden state. <clears throat> okay. It's Natalie Portman's fine ass that says it. Mm. This is going to be a repeat. Ew, that tasted like shellfish. Super bad? For the overt. Oh, okay. She, right. When he kisses her after she, like, throws up. Oh. Uh, I didn't know that one. No, he says, um, do you have a daiquiri? That's that was after she throws up. This is when she just burps and then she kisses him. Another repeat. They don't really make a card that says, sorry, your coach was crushed by two tons of irony. No idea. Dodgeball again. Oh. After Patches gets killed. Your son is as likely to be a terrorist as my brother was, okay? I don't need this from you. You don't even know me. Eagle Eye. Thank you. Look, Chris, it's Thor. Adventures of Babysitting? Thank you. Who played Thor? Vincent D'Onofrio. My, my parents ignore me. Sugar. My parents ignore me? Sounds like a Brat Pack movie. Is Breakfast it? Club? Yes. The part where she takes her... No. No, it's... Is that Johnson? No, it's, it's, uh, it's a trick that it's, uh, plays with her dangerous and shit. I forgot her name. Yeah, the girl Ellie who Sheedy? took out... Yeah, yeah. Ellie Sheedy. The girl, she pulls out her... Flips a bag upside down. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was... No, I was feeling like when she pulls the... I don't know yeah, that was. Okay, yeah. Uh, holy shit, she got pregnant sitting on the toilet seat you jerked off on. Clerks 2. Would you like to suck my cock berserker? Clerks 1. You think that's air you're breathing? Clerks 3. Matrix? <laughs> Alright, ready, ring, finger, boom Ring, finger, boom Four weddings and a funeral ring ring manager. Thank you That's what I was thinking, but it seemed too easy Alright, if you guys get this one, I'll be very fucking surprised Tell them that 100 grand isn't money Tell them that 100 grand isn't money I had a comical response for it, but I think I'm going to catch it I was going to say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Because 100 grand is a candy bar but I'm going to go with Brewster's Millions It's cop and a half Great movie. Oh, <laughs> fucking A right. Oh, I'm so mad I didn't get that right now. Read, read, read the quote again. Tell them that 100 grand See, that's why it's not the right quote. Not the right quote. What is it? Tell him, not them. <laughs> this is your fault. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and you grab it again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that fucking sucks. Give me a milk, Steve, in a dirty glass. <laughs> This is the bedroom. No sleeping, no gnawing, no slobbering. This is not your room. Turn and hooch. Um, you have offended my family, and you have offended the Shaolin Temple. Enter the dragon. Very good. Just a couple more of these. Serpentine fire. That's an old cool in the game joint, right? Next Friday? No. Friday after next? No. Friday. Romeo must die. <laughs> my name is Hugh Law. I am nobody's bitch. You are all mine. Sounds like Jet Li again. Uh... The one? Yep. Yeah. And last one for today, 227. Martha! Where are the GD Garden Lanterns? Dennis the Menace. Thank you. All right, that's it. All right, moving on to the 
open forum. Firstly, I want to talk about... Actually, we skipped over the fuck you department. Oh, shit. Fuck. You department. Um. You want to do that first? Yeah, sure. Let's do fuck you. So. All right, moving on to the fuck you department. Fuck you to Nelson, my brother, for uh, beating me in basketball, so this is going to lead into the open forum a little bit later, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Wait a minute, didn't we have to do a, a Nelson is awesome top Which topics? is what we're going to be doing in open Everything forum. I told him he's not getting the whole top topic. He's only getting open forum, so right. fuck him. So shout out, but fuck you to Nelson for winning in basketball, but also beating me in basketball, which shouldn't be a surprise. He's better at basketball than I am at basketball, so basketball. Um, you rare fuck you and shout out. I think that's it for my fuck yous. Any fuck yous? Oh, we don't have enough time. <laughs> I have a list. All we got is time. We do not have enough time for me to do a fuck you list. Pick one thing. One thing or one person? Ooh. Yep. Well, if one of them is Comcast, that's just a general fuck you. Ah, shit. Well, then I'm out. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> one through 100, we're all Comcast. <laughs> Alright, I'll go on you guys. If I just had to pick one, person's probably not even going to listen to this. So okay. I'll make okay. sure they listen. <laughs> I'll find them. Well, if they do listen, they would know who they are, so... Yeah. Fuck you. Podcast airwaves travel forever, so you can just... Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, number one. My GPS, and... Whoa. She has a name. Ethel. Ethel is her name because Thank Ethel you. Merman is the most annoying person that has ever been on any TV show ever. And Ethel, my GPS, just randomly says, you know what? I want to take you right through the ghetto of Chicago to go right to Adam's house. And, uh, so, yeah. So I'm sitting there. I probably, you know, it, it was like that uh, Dave Chappelle stand-up comedy act where it's, you know, you, you're driving all of a sudden. It's like, oh, Lickasaur, 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 going, so where the hell are you taking me? <laughs> you know, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I literally saw, and this is actually literal, not literally according to the Webster's Dictionary. Yeah. I literally saw. Going back, Webster's Dictionary just redefined literally as figuratively, not bullshitting. No. Proceed. So there was literally a liquor store that just said liquor store across the street from a liquor store that I drove past. And I'm looking Straight at, out of Compton. D- d- might as well have been. You know, <laughs> Shompton. 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 I don't know. Oh, I don't know what it is. Um, I just saw, real quick, the Straight Outta Compton trailer showed up. I'm like, man, whoever they got to play Ice Cube looks so fucking much like Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> and then really I find does. out that Skip. it's Ice Cube's son. Yeah, Which means like, oh. mm-hmm. Ice Chip. <sighs> Go ahead, Ronnie. Oh, no, you got a second one. Go yeah. ahead. And then my second fuck you is whichever one this turns out to be, either Pioneer or Epson, because I have not had TV in my house for probably about a month now, a little over a month, because I have one main unit, I have a receiver with a projector, and they're not talking to one another. And Pioneer won't replace the part and won't send it out because they're saying there's nothing wrong with the settings. It's a problem with the type of projector that I have. The projector that I have, they won't send it out and give me a different part because they say it's a problem with the receiver. So, so the projector's projecting the... onto the receiver. And the receiver's not taking it. Exactly. So Two in a row. Well played. Hey. So, I am just... Both of their responses are, well, you just need to buy a new projector or you need to buy a new receiver. Of course. Which, I don't want to fucking do that, and I'm... Fuck you. Have you had them come out to the house? They want to charge me $150 an hour to come Why out to the house. Why don't you have both of them come out to the house and, and duke have it out. them tell the other person it's your product, not mine. Yeah, and that, then when they're done bickering, be like, I ain't paying you shit because all you did was argue since you've been here. Get out, get off my property. And then I... So they no. charge you before they Straight go. out of yeah. Compton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. 
Uh, yeah, those are my fuck yous for now. And oh my, God, I'm I'm so angry. It, I'm not even kidding. I have probably spent 90 hours in the past month on a, a phone or online trying to get my fucking TV to work, and it's just nothing. So for those of uh, you listening who are not familiar with the Chicagoland area, the way that you're tell that you're in a progressively bad neighborhood are the ratio of currency exchanges to banks. Correct. <laughs> well said. That's good. Correct. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, my fuck you this week is going to go out to... Shit, I had this written down. The currency exchange. Specifically to the SoundCloud user DJ Shelly Longa. Okay. For sending me a message, hey, your tracks are great. Have you considered advertising with this blah, blah, blah? All right. Obviously, you have no idea what my tracks are because if you heard my tracks, they're podcasts not tracks. So fuck you for trying to BS me into buying some advertising, because we have podcasts on SoundCloud. Bitch. That's it? That's all I got. Moving on to the open forum segment. Since we're all fucking... And I didn't, didn't I say earlier? No, we're going in order today, and I fucked it up. Oh. So top five reasons why Nelson's awesome. Because I lost a bet. Number one. Number one. He's a great artist. He really is. Uh, been saying it since I was a kid. Draws very, very well. That's Uno number one. Dos. Number two, he's obviously good at basketball. <laughs> I mean, it's not to say much. He beat me, who's not good at basketball, but still. I was the one that made the fucking wager, so I should have known better. Number three. Uh, he's good at video games. He can beat video games pretty fast. Uh, he's good at them. Has a lot of them. Part D. He's got an awesome daughter, <laughs> who's my goddaughter, so he, he makes a fun kid. I, I really enjoy having her around sometimes. Well, when she's here, not sometimes I enjoy having her around, but the sometimes that she's around, I really enjoy. And five. And uh, he's my big brother, so kind of like him. He's a good guy. Yeah. Always looks out for the little man, which is nice. Tries not to take any shit. That's it. That's all there's the top, niceness we could have. Here's your top five, you asshole. I'm about to throw up now. You asshole. <laughs> Alright, so, besides that, I want to talk a little bit about, since, uh, with the whole Fantastic Four thing, have you guys heard about this interview that they had? Now, by the time this airs, the movie would have been out for a few days. Yes. And you know, judging by the promos that Michael B. Jordan, and, uh, actually Kate Mara's, uh, promo on the Kelly and Michael show is tomorrow, from the day this airs, but really, if you watch them do interviews and promos about the movie, they have nothing to say about the movie. They haven't seen it. I wouldn't want to see it either. No, the, the studio is not letting anybody see the movie before its release date. Really? The actors, the critics aren't watching it beforehand. They're waiting until the day of and being like, how go. Are they, That's always a bad sign. How the are movie. they going to rate it, though? Like, but Don't the, the critics need to rate it beforehand? No. Here's the thing. With that, they're going to make so much money just because you have critics buying tickets. You have not just critics, but like radio hosts and radio DJs and you... A lot of industry people that have to see this movie in order to give it, you know, a review or make some kind of statement on it. Or th- or that could mean something, like, so epic is going to happen in the movie, they don't want to have to worry about I really hope spoilers. That, that never I, happens. I don't want anybody <laughs> to see this movie. Go on Geeks2GoGo.com. I did a whole fucking blog on it. Do not watch this movie. There, if, more often than not, there are movies that are released that do not aren't released to the critics. If you are a listener of this podcast and you have not been listening for the past... Half year that we've been talking about the whole Fuck Fox Fantastic Four movement. Make sure, and you disregard what we say. Make sure you tell us what you thought of the movie. Just tell me. If you thought it was awesome, tell me you thought it was awesome. But just tell me objectively what you thought of the movie. But they had they were on the radio, and the radio host was like, how are you two supposed to be playing brother and sister? And the, their answer was, you know, they're all different types of dynamics of family. So that's already one way to fucking say, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And then uh, the radio host kind of went on a little tangent saying, oh, okay, Mara, you look like... Basically saying you look like shit with your haircut. 
but you have pretty feet. I'm like, what is happening in this radio fucking show? But, uh... No, I mean, the only... Just, apparently it was really awkward. The only thing they really address, if you watch any kind of uh, press, like MTV, snippets, whatever, they only address that, you know, people have criticized this movie and them for making it, and they uh, the comparison between this movie and the, the previous Fantastic Four. But they really don't say anything about the movie at all let alone spoilers, or have an opinion about it. So it can't be good. Michael B. Jordan was talking about being compared to Michael Jordan and Regis and, uh, not Regis, I keep saying Regis, Kelly, Kelly and Michael. Is it Michael and Kelly? Kelly and Michael? Same people. I don't know. It's, I, like, it's like Bruce and Caitlin. I don't want to see the movie, obviously. Obviously. Um, and I really hope it doesn't do well. Although the Deadpool trailer is supposed to be coming. Originally, Deadpool was supposed to only, the trailer was only supposed to show up with Fantastic Four, which is going to be another way that they were going to try to bait people in to seeing this fucking movie. But now, they're going to reveal it with Conan. Tomorrow night. Oh. So if you guys get a chance, make sure to check that out. I like Conan. I mean, I'm not really going to watch Conan just for that. Like, I'll wait until on YouTube, check it out myself. With this little mini trailer, everything that I'm seeing about Deadpool so far is really hyping me up. And I didn't think that that was possible. I think X-Men Apocalypse looks like shit so far. So we might jump on that bandwagon. A lot of it. A lot of it's the suit. A lot of it's them not. You've had X-Men movies since, what, 2000? Yeah. You've had X-Men movies for half of my life, and you guys still can't figure out which stories you really want to do. Like, yeah, Days of Future Past, but you're mixing shit up. Which, by the way, if you've seen the Rogue Cut edition of Days of Future Past, please... Yeah, let me know if that's worth buying. Yeah. If that's better than the regular one. You have a movie night. Could. We should do a viewing party. We haven't done a viewing party we since Tusk. Might be able to pull that off. Would you guys be down to come over and just watch a movie? Yeah. I wouldn't invite you to my house, but fucking Epson or Pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> no, anything you guys want to talk about? Project, you can try on your or uh, Pioneer, open forum. Yeah. Open forum is just whatever you want to talk about at this point. All right, so you brought yes. up movies or, or t- uh, music or like, whatever. What would you say? That, I mean, did you go to a lot of concerts and whatnot too? I've been to I've been to a good amount of concerts. I'm not one of those people that has ticket subs from hundreds of concerts, but I've, I've been to a good number of and a good range of concerts. So what would you say is your most memorable and your favorite concert? Guns N' Roses opened for Metallica on the Black Album Tour. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, have that in your back pocket. No, I'm going. guessing. <laughs> no, I never saw Guns Live. Ozzy Osbourne with Rob Zombie as an opener. I love Ozzy Osbourne. I actually loved Ozzy Osbourne before I loved Guns N' Roses. So being able to see Ozzy live, regardless of his age and the fact that he couldn't jump around stage like he used to. That was the Christmas one, right? Christmas one? That was like the Christmas tour. Yes. Yeah, I was at that concert. At the Allstate? Yeah. Yes. That was a cute show. Um, It was also... uh... And there was a band that opened for the opener and it had a chick lead singer. Uh, Don't remember the name Um, of the band. I, I don't remember. Um, but seeing Ozzy Osbourne live was amazing because how much I, I've loved Ozzy and how big of an influence he was on my musical career. Does he um, do any Paranoid or Sabbath? Like, yeah. yeah. He does Sabbath like even though it's just Ozzy. Yes. I like Rob Zombie. I'm not a huge Rob Zombie fan. Um, it's not a great show though. His watch, watch, watching, watching Rob Zombie live was like, holy fuck. Rob Zombie was entertaining as pot as like you could possibly be. So having having a select number of songs from Rob Zombie's catalog that I like, and then watching him perform where he performed was fucking incredible. And then obviously you get to see Ozzy Osbourne, which for me was such a big deal. So best concert I've ever been to uh, was Rob Zombie's opener for Ozzy Osbourne. That hands down best concert I've ever been to. Oh man, it's it's hard to break it down because the concerts that I've been to are, are so different from one another. Okay. Like I was t- I was actually just telling Maria today, seeing the Roots at the House of Blues was one of the best concerts in terms of it being a small, relaxed venue, and you had 
just a great show. They didn't have any opener. Just here's the here's right. the roots. You know, live instrumentation and hip hop. You know, everyone's just vibing together. No animosity in the in the crowd. It was awesome. I saw Weezer and Foo Fighters. In terms of being able to say that I saw Weezer and Foo Fighters in a joint concert, I have so much more respect for Dave Grohl these days than I have I have ever had for him. Fresh fucking pot. They, they they put on an amazing show, a whole acoustic part, which I thought was very impressive. There was I, a, I would be more, I would be more, I would want to see Weezer more so than Foo Fighters. Weezer put on a great show too, though. But Foo Fighters, considering how big of a band they are, especially right. compared to Weezer, you expect them to be almost too over the top, and they they made sure to bring it down to a real level. Dave Grohl talked about how um, he came, he drove out to Chicago to see a band perform. I can't remember who he said that influenced so influenced him so deeply. Like, if it wasn't for this city, I wouldn't be where I am today. Which could be true, couldn't be true, but it was, it was nice for him to say. <laughs> right. And it's stuff that you know he's probably not saying in every fucking venue. Now, not a lot of people know this, but there was a, a town in Italy, I forget what the name of the town was, but um, they were huge, huge Foo Fighter community. So there were about a thousand people who got together and synchronized a like a live playing or a YouTube video of Learning to Fly. A thousand people, like, all singing, playing, you know, all together in unison. It's probably hard on Park Street. Absolutely, it was a very large project. Well, we'll rehearse. Needless to say, it got Dave Grohl's attention, and he decided, you know, his response to him on, on them YouTube was in Italian, even though his Italian isn't that great. And uh, he offered to. He uh, sang it in Italian. No, no, his response to the video oh, was in Italian. And he offered to play a concert at that city. My actual favorite concert, though, <laughs> Black Eyed Peas and Nerd. <laughs> Nerd is my favorite band of all time. Really, Nerd is your favorite band. And favorite band. Oh. Free to try this, but it might be a rush. Okay. Black Eyed Peas, this okay. is right when Fergie first showed up. So I didn't, I didn't know who Fergie was. Okay. And, uh, Fergalicious thing. Great fucking, they, especially them, they put on an amazing, <coughs> amazing hyped up show. Will I Am was playing the drums and rapping at the same time. It's gotta be fucking hard to do. Fergie grabbed my hand, so that was awesome. And then Pharrell Williams grabbed my hand, which was even more awesome because he's my musical idol. Ooh. Pharrell Williams Especially back then It was more for production yeah. Like the, the, the shit that The Neptunes did And his influence But that concert Was the end all be all Just awesome shit to me. I mean I saw The Lights Out tour With, <coughs> with Kanye And Lupe Fiasco And NERD And Rihanna That was a fun concert Too many fucking people Too big of a venue It, yeah. it was great I'm, I'm glad I went I went with Maria We had a great fucking time But it's not I, I mean I was Close enough to touch The band members So that it's just a Different world For me it's yours. And this is where it gets a little a little weird. I've gone through so many different genres that I pick my favorite of. I'm very eclectic. I saw Pantera and Slayer back in 2002. And it was right, you know, I, I was into... I was into Corn, you know, and System of a Down at the time. I started getting you know, Rob Zombie, Ozzy Osbourne. Right. I started getting into more like of the heavy metal scene rather than just rock. And when I saw Pantera come on stage, and me and my friends had been listening to it for a few, you know, my friends more than me, I'd listened to it for a few weeks, and I just started getting more and more into it. And then I saw them live, and I was just right there. I just could not believe how talented Pantera actually was that they did sound like they do on their CDs. Now, it, you know, some of these other bands I saw, you're like, okay, you know, that was awesome to see live. Right. But it was almost like, okay, you know, it's clearly that's live. This is a CD. Right. When I saw Pantera live, it just it, it was it was almost one of those like an out of body experience where I'm sitting there and I'm watching one of my favorite bands 
and I just I watched myself watch them, and it was one of the coolest things ever. And then as of late, one of my favorite concerts, which is like a 180 from that, is you know, from you know, my mom when I was a kid, and you know just through me being through something completely different. I saw Chicago at Ravinia last year. <coughs> That'd be fucking awesome. And it, it was just obviously it's not quote unquote Chicago, right. but it was a band. You know, it was Chicago and. No pizza terror, right? Exactly. You know, there was no pizza terror, but they played every song I wanted to hear, and I, I just I I've never you know I have I haven't been that happy. They play if just, you leave me now. Yes. It's just one song after another. There, there's very few bands that I can immediately put on and be in a better mood than Chicago. I have a Chicago Pandora station for that reason. Yeah. I love Chicago. Yeah. Love top Chicago. top five favorite bands of all time. I think for a showmanship value alone, I saw a kiss open for Aerosmith. Where's Cassini when you need him? Yeah, I mean, <coughs> we bonded over uh, yeah, kiss. I mean, a pyrotechnics, everything that you would want it to be and beyond, you could be in the rafters and still feel the heat for me. Are you a kiss fan, or did you just appreciate them because you saw them play live? I don't know if I would consider myself a fan, but, you know, I definitely I enjoy their music. I know who they are, like, you know. Right. I, I wouldn't say a fanatic, right. so to speak, but yeah, I like kiss. I have a few albums. Well, what did you think of Aerosmith when you saw them? I loved Aerosmith just about as much. Uh, Steven Tyler was just nonstop. Now, granted, he might have been hooked <coughs> out of his mind, which he was, because he, he usually is. He took a trapeze over the uh, stage, and uh, I mean, I think it was like sixty something, well into his sixties when I saw him, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then I found out he was at Faces Nightclub, which you know, where you get your cocaine back in the day. But um, yeah, incredible show, nonstop. They did, they do not take breaks. Cool. Aerosmith is just one song after the other right into it. Like, the, the longest break they took was when Joe Perry was playing his single, but Steven Tyler just jumped on the harmonica, and then they jumped right back into Dream On. Song right. after song after song. They do not let up. It's a long show. More, more concerts that I'll bring up. I thought you wanted, if you could have seen anybody, who would it have been? Yeah. Mine was obviously Guns. And Roses. Eh. I'm sure there was just a band that was just called Guns. Did you get the Guns N' Roses uh, reference in Terminator 2? Well, they have a song in Terminator 2. Well, yeah, but they actually did a visual reference when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is walking through the shotgun with the roses. So if you could have seen any concert, what would it have been? Who would you want to open and headline? Oh, fuck. Oh, so you get, actually get two bands out of it. Okay. 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 I, I, headline has to be Frank Sinatra, 100%. Seeing Frank Sinatra, yeah, would just be amazing. I think um, Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder. I don't know who would open for whom. What kind of show that? Stevie Wonder would open for Michael Jackson. I don't know because I would love to have <laughs> a complete concert of Stevie Wonder, not just an opening act, just a full set for Stevie Wonder. But yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, if I could have seen Michael Jackson live, I'd have been one of those girls crying and passing out. Stevie Wonder could have seen Michael Jackson live. He said that when Michael Jackson died. He's like, when I saw it on the TV, I was like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> Is he making fun of himself? <laughs> I'm funny, motherfucker. <laughs> You know, he's just like, SHIT! I see on TV. When, Ed, when Eddie Murphy made fun of him, you know, when he did his bit, where he used to make fun of Stevie Wonder, you know, he'll walk up on, you know, up to him on the street and be like, That ain't funny, motherfucker! <laughs> making fun of him! And I talked to him, like, a week later, like, Stevie, you know, people give me a lot of shit for, you know, the shit I'm saying about you. But, you know, I'm just, I don't know, I shut the fuck up. Is <laughs> it <laughs> raw? I can never get them say raw or delirious. Yeah. Oh, hey, Rocko! Oh, hey, Rocko! Oh, hey, Rock! You ain't got no eyes. <laughs> we got McDonald's and you ain't got no... Um, Come give your Aunt Bunny a kiss. 
How about you, Rod? Rodney? Sorry. I, I still gotta think of an opener for mine. I kinda wanna see an Elvis concert. Like, full production, 70s, like, fat Elvis with the cape and the... See, I'd have to go younger Elvis. Younger Elvis has gotta be boring. It's gotta be a very boring show. He didn't get his shit together until he started fucking wearing the jumpsuits and it's probably, you know, dance around with the guitar. I got my opener. Cool. Nobody that knows music at all would ever say it'd be fair to do this, but the band I'm gonna pick would absolutely open for Guns N' Roses. It would be Led Zeppelin. What are you crazy? <laughs> I would like to see Led Zeppelin and Guns N' Roses. So even if it wasn't one opening yeah. for the other, if I had to go, if I could go back in time like a and joint see, show. if I could see two two bands play together on the same stage, I would love to see Zeppelin and Guns. Okay, Zeppelin is. I think I'd like to see Sublime Nirvana. Fuck Nirvana. Hate Nirvana. That's how you really feel. Fuck, man. You're never gonna get there. Hate Nirvana. All right, we gotta move on. This show's getting a little fucking long. Give me an opener. Two guys walk into a bar. <laughs> <coughs> we'll, we'll go with uh, the third guy. Continuation duck. of Frank Sinatra, just do Dean Martin. You know, then they could do a duet together and they could die a happy man. You could or they could. They beat you to the punch there. Uh, <laughs> shit. What? Uh, All right, when uh, that happened. Moving on to our promotional segment. I obviously want to promote utjh.net, sponsored by Brian and our good friends at uh, Bunch of Junk. Man, I almost fucked that up. Uh, I also want to promote facebook.com slash hashtag spelled out utjh, utj, at utjh podcast, which is our Twitter account. You're a follower, right? I think you're a follower. Your power. So we're all good here. So make sure to check that out. I post random stuff and uh, little things about in or around the show. Uh, sometimes I'll post postulate questions for top topics or anything like that. So keep an eye out for that kind of thing. But Fantastic Four is right around the corner. So fuck it. Don't watch it. If you've seen it already, tell other people not to watch it. Shouldn't be that hard. I'm sure it's not going to be a good movie. Support America on 9-11 movement is coming up. So buy American products on 9-11. They'll say fuck you to the terrorists to try to ruin our economy. We are not podnogamous and... You gotta listen to uh, Taking the Bullet with Kevin and Leroy. Roman. Roman and Leroy. Fuck! They watch movies that guys don't want to see and they kind of review them. Well, not kind of review them, they review them. I was doing that for fun. Radio Rebels. Hold them. You gotta make sure to check that out with Matthew. Episode 3 for both those should be coming out because Taking the Bullet with Kevin and Leroy is not out yet, right? Check out the Disease Network that we are on. It's us. You're gonna get a disease. Something Gate, Das Drunks, and the Vagina Dialogues. Make sure to check out all our friends. I've had a lot of crossover episodes with all these people, so check them out. What am I missing? Podmatic. We're on Stitcher. Podmatic. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. .fm. We're on Podbay.fm. Podbay.fm. Always forget the little shit. You got a Twitter handle you want to put out there or no? Mine? I'm trying to remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> put out somebody else's if you want. Oterp22, which people have difficulty understanding for some reason. It's my last name backwards. O-T-E-R-P-22. Mine's really tricky. Ryan underscore Madigan. Yeah, good luck remembering that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking impossible. Rodney's at R A S one two seven nine. One two nine seven nine. One two nine seven nine. It's always the little things. That little fucking nine. Um, nine. And you can find me uh, at Lantern84, or I also manage the at UTJH podcast that I mentioned before, so make sure to check that out. I think that's it. Stay, yeah. stay tuned for some more episodes, guys. More funny shit coming on the way. You guys got anything else to promote? Oh, I want to promote John here. As mentioned before, he uh, does some writing for himself, uh, trying to break into that whole scene. So hopefully uh, he keeps writing. Maybe one day we'll. I might scan and post his uh, his script on, my, on the Facebook page without his permission. You guys can read it, let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, if he makes it big, maybe he won't forget us little people. Absolutely not. And just... Just real quick, it's a, it's a TV show called Learning to Fly. It is uh, 
based up. There's multiple main characters. Uh, me and two of my closest friends. Um, it's loose. It's based mate. Blah, based off of my life mainly, and then loosely off of things that have happened, things that happened just not with the correct outcome, and things that I would have liked to happen. If you guys liked Entourage, it's almost in the same vein of that without the celebrity status, but the banter and the relationships between the friends. They're assholes to one another, but they're also very close. And you can, you can when you read it, you can feel the love between them, but, but also they poke fun at each other. I mean, it's what guys do. So yeah, it's definitely a, it's a project in the making. Hopefully I'm going to, I'll get to the end of the road sooner than later. And hopefully it'll be something that you guys could all see or hear about at some point in time. So keep my fingers crossed there. All right, let's call it a podcast. Signing off from the FTC. I'm Ronnie Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. I'm Ryan Madigan. And I'm John Preto. And um, that just happened.